The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball NBA DFS Today podcast. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined with Mr. Second in the Tournament Shark, Mr. Andrew Hansen. How are you tonight, Andrew? I'm doing well, Coach. Yeah, I'm still feeling good from second place in the Coach's Challenge over on Fantasy Draft. Can't wait for next Wednesday when we get to run it back. But, uh, yeah, that was a fun way to start the season. Dude, you were right there representing. Thank goodness. Mike and I were fighting it out like three-quarters of the way down the list just to try to beat each other, and I snuck out by like a point, and uh, that gave me a lot of satisfaction of just beating a pottery. You know how that goes. Well, that's also probably why you get to be on the show tonight, right? It has nothing to do with pottery of being stuck <laughs> on a train somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. He's stuck on a train and it's not the money train. I'll tell you that right now. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, I'm joining. I'm with Andrew tonight, which is really cool because uh, we weren't expecting to do this show and we're recording it on Thursday night uh, for the Friday slate for October 25th. And it's an awesome nine game slate. So I'm so glad I get to do this. pod with you, man. Um, I'm actually all psyched because I'm sweating big time. The, the late game uh, that's starting right now, we're, we're recording at 1030 Eastern uh, on Wednesday is the Clippers and Golden State. And I'm in, I've got a nice run at our, our sponsor Fantasy Drafts 30K contest. And I still have Curry, uh, Montrez Harrell and Lou Williams. So Man, those are three three nice uh, bullets to have in the gun right there, you know. That, that could be the magical trifecta right there. I hope so, dude. I, I mean, I, I faded Harden against, uh, you know, you, you had to fade one of the stars, and he had a, he's had a, a, a very subpar game. So that's helped me. And Trey Young, oh, my God. Did you happen to see the first half of Trey Young tonight? No, I didn't. Oh, he, he had 26 points, uh, six assists, and two steals, two rebounds, and no turnovers. That was at halftime. So he, he was absolutely amazing. He, was, he went 6x value, scored uh, 60 fantasy points, and was terrific. So he was, uh, he was something. You know, Coach, I've got this theory. I feel like some of the stars in the NBA are looking around the NBA landscape. They're seeing these monster nights that are put up here early in the schedule. And these guys want to go out and join the fun. I mean, Trey Young looks at what Kyrie did, putting up 50. And I think, you know, going into tonight, I was thinking this may happen. We may have Trey Young and, and Curry try to have big nights themselves. Well, I sure hope so the, on the Curry side. That's for darn sure. But uh, but great stuff. Uh, before we get rolling here, let's talk a little bit about our sponsors real quick. Uh, we you know first of all, Hoopball is our 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 home base with Dan Vespers and company. Uh, really, you know, producing and getting all these shows together and pushing them out there. Uh, and uh, you know, we want to thank our 
sponsors at Hoopball, which is Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. Uh, they've been a, a very dedicated sponsor to uh, the Hoopball family. Also, mybookie.ag has uh, jumped on this year. They're terrific. And then, of course, our presenting sponsor for the, the DFS show is uh, Fantasy Draft. Uh, of course, uh, you know the the uh, they are really uh, the backbone of of what's launched this seven seven day a week DFS free content show, which I still say is the best in the industry without question. So you definitely want to get to fantasydraft.com. Uh, sign up with the, the promo code HOOPBALL, all one word. I get the free week of uh, rake, uh, up to $1,000 rake-free. And then play in their rake-free contests. Um, the one I was mentioning earlier that I'm sweating is their $30,000 uh, nightly guaranteed pick-and-roll contest. That's an awesome one. That's $25 to enter. So, uh, you know, you can really make a, a big, big bump in your GPP uh, winnings with that one. And then they also have a nightly $7,500 layup one that's five bucks to get in. And you can't be, they also have a lot of good cash games there. So definitely, uh, you know, we appreciate you supporting our sponsors. Uh, again, that helps us keep these, uh, these shows free and, and we're able to bring them to you every day. So uh, another thing to mention, so I don't forget at the end, uh, with Mike being stuck on the non-money train today, and hopefully we're on the money train, uh, we're going to tweak the schedule a little bit. So tomorrow night, we'll, we'll, Andrew will have his first ever back-to-back, -back so he can talk a little bit about his picks from tonight, which is always fun. Uh, he'll do that with Mike, uh, and then um, Andrew and I will be here on Saturday. So you have three in a row, dude. That's crazy. That's unprecedented for me. They don't do that in the NBA anymore, so I'm, that's going to be no. tough. We'll see. We'll see how it happens. See how it well, plays out. See, you know what happens. You finish second. We finish 28th and 29th in the contest, and you know you're in demand. They're, that's the, right. The people are asking. They're chanting, "We want language Olympic." <laughs> <laughs> My favorite chant right there. I love it. There you go. And you know that one's for you, dude. All right, let's dive in because we have nine games and we want to make sure and give you some big winners. Um, the first game is, and it's a seven o'clock Eastern lock time and tip. So you want to make sure and get those rosters in, uh, in time. You'll have all day tomorrow to, to listen in to, uh, this show, and then make sure you follow us uh, to, you know, listen to any of the changes, updates, uh, suspensions, DeAndre Ayton. You heard about that, right? I did. 25 games for, oh, man, that's that's awful. But uh, anyway, so you want to listen to all, you want to hear all those because uh, you can't, you know, you make one one error in uh, a guy that's sitting or limited minutes, and it's, you know, it, it crushes you. So you got to stay up on it. All right, Toronto Raptors, Boston Celtics. What do you got there, Mister Second Place? <laughs> well, the reason I big reason I was in second place was because I played Siakam and Fred VanVleet that night. They combined nice. for over 120 fantasy points, and their prices wow. haven't adjusted much. So I'm going to stick with both of them. Siakam is only 8.1, and 
Van Vliet 5.7. I mean, they both scored 34, and I'm not expecting the game to be 130 to 122 against Boston like it was uh, on, on opening night. But with those prices, I, I mean, I love how those guys are playing, so I'm going to go with Siakam and, and Van Vliet for the Raptors. Okay. Uh, on the Celtics side, they have they're priced in a way that I would want to be able to stack them because the starters are, you know, especially Tatum at 6.7, Hayward 6.1, and Jalen Brown 5.1. That's tempting with those prices, but didn't good look great prices. against Philly. Had a bad mm-hmm. shooting night, and I, I noticed that the starters combined for only eight assists in that opener. So. I'm going to shy away from most of the Boston guys. I might play Hayward. I think his stroke looks awesome. He's he's over his yeah. injury. Night. I mean, he got to the line a lot and finished 25-5-2. So he's the the one guy I might cherry pick and, and put in a couple lineups. Not a bad idea. Um, yeah, I mean, this game is interesting. I you know it. I anticipate that it'll be a little bit slower pace and both teams are very capable defensive teams. So that makes me, you know, want to fade them as much as I can. Um, you know, I, I think Siakam's price is wrong though. I agree with you. I, that's just too cheap for a guy that uh, just dominates usage on that team. And so I'm, I'm probably going to use Siakam just because I feel that's a value play uh, at this point. Um, so I'm with you there. On the Boston side of the ball, you know, I mentioned this the other day with Mike, and I, I sort of still seem to feel the same way. You know, they're not paying, playing with super pace. Uh, there, there's so many weapons on that team that share the ball. You know, you don't know if it's going to be a big night from Tatum, Tatum Hayward, Kemba, or, or whomever, Jalen Brown, that can step up. And uh, I definitely don't like Kemba right now because I think you know his price is still fairly high considering you know the fact that he doesn't have anywhere near the usage he did last year they ran every play for him in Charlotte he just dominated the ball and it's just this is a culture shock I think to him to you know get the ball to Tatum or Hayward or Brown and these guys are the our main players so and Marcus Smart too so I I'm I'm a fade on Boston uh, probably for a while until somebody steps up and definitely a fade on Kemba. Yeah, he had a really poor shooting night, so that'll that'll improve that'll improve here soon enough. But yeah, he's seven point eight on DraftKings. Siakam's eight point one. That's a no yeah, brainer. Makes no sense to me, but you know, we'll see. We'll see. All right, game two, Minnesota T-Wolves and Crazy Cat coming off his monster game against uh, the Charlotte Hornets, who look pretty uh, pretty bad. What do you got? Well, this one is it's interesting because this is one of the games that I'd be tempted to, to stack. I think this is going to be a, a high pace. These defenses aren't that great. But given the prices and the way it all just breaks out, there's there's not a lot here that's really appealing to me. I think Cat is a little bit overpriced here on this slate at 10.8. I know he just had a monster game, but that's as I looked at this 
as I've looked at this entire slate, the theme for me today is going to be balance. And he just doesn't quite work with the other guys I want to get in. So I'm not going to. Yeah not going to be looking at him like I normally would. And then, you know, the next two guys I'm, I consider are Wiggins and Covington. Wiggins, who I really don't like in general for fantasy, you know, yeah. he, I was actually impressed with him in the opener. He took 27 shots and he got eight rebounds. He, he, he was much more aggressive than last year. And a lot of his shots, he was aggressive driving to the hole. And for him to get eight, eight rebounds, that's noteworthy. So Wiggins, yeah. I'm going to keep an eye on. I'm going to see if he keeps this up, this aggressiveness. Um, for for this particular outing, I may shift over to Covington and get him in a couple lineups because he's a little bit cheaper. He didn't get as many shots up as Wiggins, but you know I think it may flip flop here in game two. So Covington is the most attractive player to me on the Timberwolves in this game, given his price. And then on the Hornet side. You know, P.J. Washington was excellent. You were all over him, Coach. And yeah. I couldn't believe how many threes he made, but his price yeah. quickly went yeah, up. Yeah, that was, that was crazy. Yeah, yeah but I he, mean, he, you're right. They adjusted immediately. Yeah, he was under 5K. Now he's 6.4. And yeah. he did get about 40 DraftKings points, also fantasy draft points. But now over 6K, I think he might be, you know, a little bit highly owned. So I, I would probably mostly fade him as well. Yeah, I I was so disappointed. I I paid four point six and now he's six point four. Right. I mean, like, you got to be kidding me. So that yeah, that crosses him off for me. I I love the start for the young man. I I like that he you know I think he's a really good player. I think he'll continue to get minutes, but that's just not a good value play uh, by any stretch in my opinion. So um, on the Minnesota side, you know I'm with you. I'm I don't want to go stars and scrubs. In this nine-game slate, I think there's a lot of good mid-range guys, and I just I can't stomach paying 10-8 for Cat, even though you know it's hard to fade Cat on any card, really. I mean, he's so ball dominant on this team as far as everything runs through him, and he's knocking. I think he had seven threes, didn't he, in this last game? Yes, it's just crazy. But uh, so it's it's hard, you know. It he's he's really. Uh, you know, an interesting, an interesting guy to have to fade, but I just can't do it. Uh, I, I like, believe it or not, and he's going to be, he's dirt cheap, but he played 34 minutes is Trevion Graham. And I know it's a really weird pick. It's a contrarian pick. He'll be one or 2% owned at the most, but I just like the, the minutes equal money aspect of this. I like the matchup against a, a you know a weaker Charlotte team and I just I think that he's going to be out on the floor for 30 plus minutes again and I just like his energy and you know Lehman was terrible Culver didn't hardly get in so I'm you know I'm looking tre Trevion Graham and I also like Robert Covington I think he's still priced fair enough and you know I, I'm going to put him in uh, probably one uh my second cash lineup, I'm going to probably go two cash lineups tomorrow. And then the third guy I like for Minnesota is Jeff Teague. And the reason I like Jeff Teague is, again, I you know, Charlotte's not a good team. And T, this is completely Teague's team to run. Uh, his, his usage is up. He's not splitting time like he did last year with Tyus Jones. 
Uh, so those those three guys are all in play for me. I'll, I don't think I've ever taken Wiggins, and I never will. I mean, you're right. He did have a good first game. I'll give him that. But it was an overtime game, and that dude is the most empty stats ever. I've, I've had seen him in fantasy have 16 real points and 17 total fantasy points because he usually gets nothing else. He's just such an empty uh, empty square out there. So uh, he'll – I don't think I'll ever use Wiggins, to be honest with you. But I, I get I get the fact that, you know, maybe somebody sparked him and he's going to play well. Who knows? But that's pretty heavy for Minnesota. Three guys that are going to be in play for me tomorrow, and one of them's not Cat. How weird is that? That and, is strange. Uh, on that is strange. The, I know. And then on the Charlotte side, um, you got the other Graham. Devonte Graham. This is the the Graham versus Graham that nobody ever really heard of before the season started. But if you watch that last Charlotte game, I'm not going to play Devonte Graham, and I'm not recommending him. But he played down the stretch as opposed to Rozier because Rozier just did not step up in that first game. So something to keep an eye on. It, it's you know it's a reason why I'm fading Rozier for sure, um, and I'm not playing him. I'm actually not playing anybody on the Charlotte side of the ball. Uh, again, I, it's a bummer that I can't play PJ again, but I don't like the price. I think people are going to overreact a little bit to Dwayne Bacon's uh, first game, which was was solid, but I think it's a little overreaction there. So it's going to be uh, coach on the Minnesota bandwagon and uh, fading Charlotte on that one. So Yeah, yeah I'll point I out don't that. Know. As a huge Jayhawks fan, I know all about Devontae Graham, and I was wa- I all was right. watching down the stretch and noticing that he was playing, but I agree. I'm going to fade him and Rozier because we don't know who's going to get the minutes, and it's they're not priced in such a way where you really are that attracted to either one. I mean, 6.6 for Rozier if he's not going to play down the stretch, no thanks. So, yeah, I'm going to pass on all the Hornets as well. All right, I'll jump us into this Knicks-Brooklyn game. It's a 7.30 Eastern start. The Knicks are just like, I mean, I I always back Fisdale. I like Fisdale as a coach. I thought he, he got a raw uh, deal at Memphis when they let him go. And, you know, I know last year didn't count because they were trying to lose to get Zion. So I've given him a pass, but, man, he, I just he seems to be making all of these crazy rash decisions on the move, like R.J. Barrett started at point guard. I guess he's going to start again. Uh, or uh, No, he's not going to start again. I re- rephrase that. He's announced now that Alfred Payton's going to start at point. Barrett's going to skip back over to the two. And Dennis Smith's sort of the, the odd man out. And Trier's in the mix. And then he didn't play Knox much. Marcus Morris played like 40 minutes. <laughs> and he also said that he he's moving Mitchell Robinson to the second unit, and he's going to stop start Bobby Portis at center. So I don't know if what the hell's going on, but if that doesn't sound like a bunch of mixed up baloney to me, man, can you believe that mess? That is a lot going on, and yeah, sort of strange just to have so many moving parts and we're only at the second game of the season. And that's what I'm saying is you would think 
you know, he would have had a little bit more of a sketched out plan and not shifted after one game. Talk about overreaction. Wow. I don't know. The, the bottom line for me is what this states is really the only guy at this point with all of this stuff going on. I mean, you can always consider Barrett and you can always consider Julius Randle. There's actually two considerations there. But, you know, how much do you trust them? I don't know. I I have a tendency to like to play Randall in DFS, but he always is overpriced, and that makes it tough. But he is a grit, you know, grit and grind guy. He goes after every rebound. He, you know, he can stack up some fantasy points, and I'd love to squeeze him in here somewhere because Brooklyn's interior defense sucks. They just they don't stop anybody in the paint. Uh, DeAndre Jordan's washed up. He's just a afterthought guy getting maybe 15 minutes a game. So I have no idea. They just paid him the money because Kyrie and, and uh, KD wanted him there, which is silly. But, uh, you know, so I want to play the big, you know, with, especially with Mitchell going to the second team, I am going to find a way to dial Julius in there somewhere. And, you know, I wouldn't blame anybody if they want to play Baird. But uh, Randall's really the guy I'm going to try to get in, but I wish his price was lower. Uh, on the Brooklyn side, I am not touching Kyrie with a 10-foot pole. I don't care that he had 50. It was an emotional night. You know, he looks great. I get it, all that. Everybody's going to be going bonkers, but he's a fade for me. Uh, I, I just don't see him following up uh, immediately with, with that game. The guy I'm going to play is, is Karis Levert. He's one of my favorite players. He looked really good. He looks healthy. His usage is way up, um, and that's a guy I really want to, to force in there. The one guy that I'm – I don't think I'm going to use him, but it's something to take note of is Torian Prince played 41 minutes in the first game, and he is, uh, you know, really taken over the, at the four spot. Kuruk's hardly played. Musa didn't get in. So it's, it's the Torian Prince show, so – I get, you know, I always preach minutes equal money, so I, I have no problem if somebody wants to put him in there. He's he's priced right, but I, I'd like to see just, you know, a little bit more from him. So uh, Levert's going to be my play on on the Brooklyn side. Yeah, I'm with you, Coach, really on, on the same page because the, the six names I have written down are Peyton, Barrett, Randall, Morris, Prince, and Levert. I think Kyrie is going to come back down to earth a little bit, down back down to this round earth that we're on. No, and it's flat in his mind. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Levert and Prince will get a couple more shots. So I really like both of those guys on this slate with their price. You know, Prince is one of those guys at 5.6 that he just fits really well with cash games and tournaments. And, and this is a game that I, I would stack. Um, I, I do really wish Randall was lower than 8.1. That's going to make me shy away from him. And, and Barrett, I think, may not have quite as much of an upside if Peyton is starting and he's distributing the ball a lot. So that takes a little bit of the luster off of Barrett. But I, I like all six of those uh, plays. I just wish Randall was a little bit cheaper. Yeah, and I think it's a good game. I think it's a pace-up game where both teams, you know, could do some damage for sure. All right, let's jump over to the 
Chicago Bulls and Memphis Grizzlies. You want to take the take the take the uh, baton back? Yes, sir. I'm going to go with my man Zach Levine. He's yeah. gotten a little bit of a price discount. He's back down to 7.4. I know. I'm so happy about that. So he's he's number one. You know, Laurie Markkinen was incredible, 35 and 17. But yeah. he's up at that 8K range right next to Randall. So not quite as enthused about that price tag. I can't expect him to play that well again. But Kobe White is still underpriced at 4.5K. He had 27 minutes. He had seven assists. So I like the two of those players. And then I'm really just enthralled with John Morant and a little bit higher than I'd want to pay at 6.4. But he just has – I love his shot. I love his vision. You know, he goes to the rack. He can get up above the rim. So I'm going to play him a lot this season. I don't blame you. Um, I've got a little bit different take on this game. I'm with you on Levine. I'm going to play Levine. I think the price is right. He had just sort of a flat game the first game out. Uh, I think marketing will come to earth for sure. I'm totally staying away, though, from the three-headed point guard monster. It's, It's exactly what I expected. Sadoransky, Dunn, and White all played minutes in the 20s. And for me, that's DFS disaster. I, I don't see how they can keep – now, maybe for them it'll work. They have a fresh guy in there. I don't know. But for DFS purposes, I'm not touching any of those three until they either trade done or – you know, I think Kobe's the best of the three, to be honest with you. I know it sounds crazy, but I think he's their future point guard. I really do. But, you know, for now, I'm staying clear. But uh, my – I'm going Zach Levine's going to be one of my plug and plays tomorrow. He's my only bull, and I think he'll uh, I think he'll step up. And people, you know, what people don't realize is everybody thinks Memphis Grizzlies, and everybody automatically because they were like that for 15 years that they're a slow-paced team, defensive team. Those days are gone. Those those are the old coaches. That was Grindhouse. That was Conley and and uh, Tony Allen and, and Gasol and all the lockdown guys, that's long gone. New coach Jenkins, he's coming in. He won the NBA Summer League playing a really fast pace. He's got a lot of young players like Clark and Morant that just go, go, go. And so, you know, I'm never going to steer away from Memphis games this year. And I think they're all, a lot of times until people catch on are going to go under-owned because people are going to be afraid because of the Memphis aura for 15 years of, of defense. I, I don't, since DFS came around, Memphis has never had an up-tempo team until now. So it's going to be an adjustment and I want to take advantage of that. And I'm going to be playing Memphis guys and guys against Memphis uh, until, you know, the sites react and, and change the prices. So that's why Levine's a play for me for sure. And on the Memphis side, um, I'm probably going to play a couple of guys here. Um, I, I, Joe Val's still on a minutes restriction. Jaron Jackson is in foul trouble before warm-up starts, so I'm not going <laughs> to ever utilize him until he learns. He is just – I've never seen a guy that bad. I'm, I'm telling you, I don't know if it was if I were, was with you or Mike on a show. 
I really think he actually has almost like an anxiety issue with it. Because as soon as he starts getting in foul trouble, instead of pulling back, he like reaches and he just like panics. And I, I, I just can't see it. I mean, the guy averages over five fouls a game so far in his career, which is almost impossible to do. And so I, you know, I just can't, I can't play him. The, the, the thing I want to bring up with you though, too, is, and I want to bring this point up, Tyus Jones is good. And I think that what I can see so far is I think Jenkins, coach Jenkins doesn't want to put a ton of pressure on jaw and let him, you know, ease in a little bit more. So I see Morant and Jones split minutes a lot, at least the first 20 games or so, and that scares me off of them. So that that's my that's my only concern there. I think where I'm going to look here is is two value guys, and again these are I'm giving monster values early because I'm going to spend some of my money later. I like Jay Crowder and Brandon Clark, and I like them both because. They're going to be very low-owned, very cheap. And, again, I believe this is an up-tempo pace. Crowder is getting good, solid minutes. Clark is in that rotation, especially with Joe Val on minutes restriction and Jackson in foul trouble all the time. I think those guys are decent plays. So I know monster contrarian and sort of odd pick so far, but I'm, I'm hoping it's going to save – uh, all this money for me to use in some of these later games. So sort of a weird take. Yeah, I like Brandon Clark. He really looks great. Uh, let me respond on John Moranto and, and Jones. Okay. Jones Jones is solid. He did get 24 minutes, but Ja was in foul trouble. I was watching at the end of the first half. He picked, up his, th- he picked up his third foul, left the first half early. So I think he'll be back in the 30-minute range in this game. And you mentioned the pace, and that's another note that I've written Good down. Point. Last mm-hmm. year, Memphis was 30th in pace, and after one game this year, they're first in pace. Yes. And, and they're not as strong defensively, and the Bulls have picked up the pace. And so that's why I, I am more attracted to Jaw because it, it will be up-tempo. So, so I do like him here. Um, and I may go with him, too. I, I mean, I want to key this game as, it, as you know, uh, and I need some more guys there. I, I may end up going with – What's Jaws price against? Six point four. You know, that's 6.4. reasonable. Yep. That's not bad. Not bad. I may I may give the broom to this Jay Crowder crazy notion and and uh, and go back to Jaw. But uh, no, that's a good point, man. I'm, that's why it's good to talk this out and and look through it. But uh, I I just I I really hope he's not going to give Tyus a ton of minutes. Because that's always so painful when you see a guy, you know, the pace is great, everything's going hot, and then he sits for six, seven minutes, you know. So I think you're on to it, though. All right, dude, we're going to go to Dallas and New Orleans, and that'll get us five of the nine in. And I'll start off because I'm a Dallas guy. Chris Daps was one of my big plays. Uh, he got his 29, 30 minutes like I thought he would, and he was tough. Luca is priced through the roof, and he, I mean he sort of should be. He is just so damn good, man. He is so good. Um, really, as far as Dallas goes, though, you have to have absolute rocks in your head to consider playing an, another single guy on Dallas. 
It's it's Luca, Kristaps, both one or the other, and that's it. The the rest of, Carlisle plays the rest of this unit like 10, 11 guys be, below Luca and Kristaps, like all a mesh of minutes. DeLon Wright and Brunson and JJ Berea and Justin Jackson, Tim Hardaway, Courtney Lee started the last game. Dorian Finney-Smith, Maxi Kleba, Boban. I mean, you got to be kidding me. You so Dallas is a monster, monster, monster pass. I would warn all of our listeners out there: don't ever play anybody on the Mavs in the near future other than Luca or Chris Dapps. So I haven't decided which one I'm going to go with. I I, I may go with both uh, since I'm going to have a little extra money. Obviously, the Pelicans play super pace. Uh, Mavs, I do believe this year will get better in pace and picking it up. They were 15th out of 30 teams last year, and a lot of people give them a lot of noise for being a slow-paced team. They're middle of the pack, and it seems like they're picking it up a little bit. So I may end up going with both guys. I think it would be great to be able to fit them both in there. But Luke is just so expensive. But – See, I'm going to look at it. Uh, on the New Orleans side, um, Drew Holiday always plays tough against the Mavs. And he's, uh, you know, again, another guy that's priced pretty high. But, you know, I, I love his upside in this game. I think he could have a, a really terrific game. Um, the other guy that I think is going to go low-owned and – I think in 28, 30 minutes could do well as Derek favors. Um, again, another guy that, you know, crafty post veteran, uh, going to go super low owned, not that bad of a price. And I think he can, you know, go three, four, five X for sure. So those are the guys I'm focusing on uh, in this game. Well, thank God that according to this test, I don't have rocks in my head. Because I'm with you on Dallas. Good. Luca Thanks. is actually the only one I'm going to play. Not even Kristaps, because I'd rather pay a little bit more for Siakam as a forward. But Luca, yeah. he's going to be, you know, I said I'm, I'm going to build more of a balanced team here on this slate. Luca is the most expensive play that I'm going to be focused on at 9.2. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to look at the more expensive players. But. I just love the way he's playing right now. You know what stood out to me is how aggressive he is on defensive rebounds, which, yep. you know, it's he's it's not at the level of Westbrook where he's trying to get a triple-double, but he's going aggressively after defensive rebounds, and that's great because then he, he can start the break and come up and, exactly. and hit a three. Almost or, like or a Harden, you know, or a Westbrook. That's what he seems to be doing. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Last game he had eight defensive rebounds. So I know. that's huge. I know. So I, I like I like Luca. I'm going to be playing him a lot. On the Pelican side, I think this is an opportunity for value play. And the three that I consider are Nikhil Alexander Walker, Josh Hart, and Melly. And okay. they're almost all the same price. So depending on if you need value as a guard or a forward, these are guys to consider. Now most people are probably going to want to play Hart because he got more minutes than Alexander Walker and he played well, but yeah. maybe, you know, maybe Gentry sat Nikhil Alexander Walker and only let him play 12 minutes because he came out and jacked up 10 shots in those 12 minutes. 
Oh, I know. He just and, let it rip, man. Yeah, he let it rip, and, <laughs> you know, he wasn't making them. So no. maybe that was a bit of a lesson. Maybe he gets more minutes in this game, and he's distributing a little bit more. So, I, I mean, at 3.4K, if he does get 18 to 20 minutes, then I, I like him as a value play. And then Melly is intriguing because he's really cheap. He got a lot of minutes in that second half over Favors. So that's that's a real risky play, I think, is trying to decide if will Favors or Melly get more minutes. But I, you know, as attractive as Melly is because of those minutes that he got and how well he played, he he shot four for five from three point range. I don't think he's probably going to shoot that well, obviously, every night. And so I, I probably wouldn't play as much Melly as I normally would as a value play just because I'm not going to count on quite that many minutes or him shooting quite that well. Yeah, and, you know, I I get your point with all those guys. I, I just, you know, they're they're just so risky for me. On a nine-game slate where you really can't stub your toe and have a 12-point fantasy guy, I mean, I could see any of those guys you mentioned. And, and again, I'm, I'm not trashing your picks, and, I, and, they, and all of them could be terrific. But I just – there's so much risk there with those guys. I – Melly generally plays the four, so he'll come in, I think, more more so for Ingram uh, at the four. I think Favors matches up so well against Kleba, uh, it hurts the Mavs not having Powell in there. And, you know, I, if, if, uh, I don't think Porzingis can, can really guard him properly. And so, I don't know, man. I, I get it. I just... New Orleans just seems to be playing a lot of guys. Gentry's trying to figure out some rotation. Even Kenrich Williams got a, a, a good chunk of minutes. So Redick, I mean, it's hard to trust who's going to get solid minutes, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, I got the sense watching that game that, you know, Favors and Melly were sort of alternating at the big. I mean, Melly is a small center, but that's yeah. that's the feeling I got from the rotations. And I, I hear you on the matchups for favors, but he's just mm-hmm. you know, at 5.7. He's a little bit too expensive for my taste. He certainly could go off. I mean, he can easily secure a double-double for you. But for the value plays, I mean, I agree. Th- those are really – those are obviously only tournament plays, and it's only if you, you need that yeah. particular price because there's a couple other value plays that we'll get to later that I do like a lot better than the Pelicans players. And that's a good point. I mean – in you know that those those are potential GPP plays. My brain is always set for cash games, so then I just you know I run away from guys like that because you know you can't put a guy in there uh, that that would crush your cash lineup. But you do need a guy sometimes like that that could take down a GPP. So you know that's a good point. All right, we're uh, five out of nine through. So just a real quick. Uh, sponsor read uh, and we'll get right back in uh, for sure but again we want to thank our sponsors Hawaiian Isle Kona Coffee Company they've been with Hoopball since the beginning get online Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee and uh, you, you can order through Amazon best coffee in the world mybookie.ag uh, also a really good site working well with us Real honest, uh, great online uh, sports betting. Uh, that's definitely where you want to go. And our, our presenting sponsor, Fantasy Draft. Uh, again, we generally will always talk about their pricing when we're going over players 
want to help you, you know, build your lineups there. And it's so much more fun uh, to build lineups on Fantasy Draft than any other site because they, the position eligibility, they allow you to, I mean, you could literally start five centers if you wanted because you have three bigs and two utilities. I mean, it's, you can make any kind of lineup build and you're not restricted. Uh, and I find that a lot of fun, don't you? Yeah, I do. I, I love the flexibility. I also like a couple of the features. If you're on your desktop and you're you're looking at Fantasy Draft, they've got these courts up there with the scores. They've got mm-hmm. below your team. I like how they show the most valuable players. And yeah, so me can, too, because that you helps can, you keep an eye on your your competition. Yeah. Yeah. And it also, I mean, I love how right away you've got percentage ownership, obviously, because the, the slate is locked. Um, so you just mm-hmm. get a nice feel. I mean, I had uh, a lineup the other night with um, with Barton, and yeah. I saw right away at the beginning of the night that he was 1% owned. So you can get you can get psyched about a guy like that and know that if he goes off, you know, it, it could be huge for you. So I, I like a lot of their features. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So definitely go there, and if, if you sign up, go to fantasydraft.com and put in the uh, promo code HOOPBALL. And, uh, again, they're the reason that that uh, we're able to push out these podcasts seven days a week. And, uh, you know, again, we want to thank Dan Bespris. We, uh, I get a dollar every time I mention his name on the show. So, it's uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> but he uh, – you know, he has set it up with Red Circle to push us out to everywhere podcasts are found. So, you know, you can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeart, Spotify, YouTube, everywhere. So, you know, take a second if you can, rate, review, subscribe. That's important to us. We, we really appreciate that. Five stars, likes, thumbs up on YouTube. All that stuff really helps us keep our sponsors happy and allow us to continue to bring this great content to you seven days a week. So beautiful. I want like, we're going to get to these last four games so I can go sweat my uh, guys out. I haven't cheated and looked. I'm almost tempted. Do you mind if I take a quick little live update? I can't stand it. Okay. Curry in the first quarter has four points. That's it so far. Bad start for Curry. And we've got um, Montrez Harold just came in. He's got two points. Why do I have to not be able to bring home the hammer? It's the late night hammer. Come on. Oh, it's early. It's early. The one thing I saw was Clippers jumped out to a 14-2 lead. So Curry will get going. and, And like you said, Sweet Lou and Harold just came into the game, and, and Lou Williams already has five points in three minutes. So just give it time. All right. I won't panic then. Okay. I always I just like to see Curry with, like, seven, like, in the first couple of minutes. Always makes me feel better. But uh, all right. Washington, Oklahoma City. What do you have, Andrew? Wizards and Thunder. Well, Beal would be the guy I would consider the most for the Wizards because he's – he took 25 shots and he only went one for yeah. 11 on threes. So he's just mm-hmm. really high usage right now. Um, and, and, and I just wanted to point out that 
I, I like to look at box scores for a few different reasons, but there are a couple things that if you haven't actually thought about it, there's things in the box score that you can't find if you're just on your fantasy site. You're not you if you just look at your your actual fantasy points and you don't look at the box scores, you're gonna miss out on things like how many shots did the player attempt? And mm-hmm. obviously how how many minutes did everybody play? So it's not about, you know, reading box scores and, and just playing the guy who played the best in the last game. But uh, you got to look at shots attempted, threes attempted, minutes. So, you know, that's what jumps out at me is that he took 25 shots and he took 11 threes. So Beal, um, I'm very interested in. For the big men, Rui and Bryant, you know, both with double doubles. Uh, but I'm going to lean towards Rui. He's cheaper. And, you know, he went over three from distance. He's going to make his first three-pointer here. So those are the two guys I'm looking at primarily. For Oklahoma City, I'm pretty much a pass on that squad. I think all their starters are fairly priced. Schroeder's a little bit interesting at 4.8 if, if you need that sort of value, but I'm mostly a pass on this game. Gotcha. Uh, I, I like one guy from each team, and that's it. Uh, and there, I'll tell you why. Bradley Bill's definitely, to me, worth the money. Uh, I think he may be the most highest usage player for his team in the league. I mean, they really don't have much else out there. I mean, Hashimura is a rookie. Thomas Bryant has a tough matchup, matchup against Steven Adams in this one. You know, Ish Smith is, is a nice role player guy, you know, but Isaiah Thomas is questionable, probably still out. Uh, the backup, uh, the, the, the three guys for, at the backup two are all out. Jordan McRae broke his finger. He had surgery. He's going to be out for quite a while. Troy Brown and C.J. Miles also not playing. So I just I love uh, Bradley Beal in this game. I'm willing to pay. Again, you know, I save some of that money early, and, and he's going to be one of the guys uh, that I utilize it on. On the other side of the ball, guy that I'm so high on, and, and you know, I just – absolutely love him is 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 Shay. I think uh he is just such a stud man and he's the I think he's the best player on on the Thunder. I really do. I know Chris Paul is older now. He's you know he's still great player but not anywhere where he was. Gallinari can definitely fill it up on certain games and Adams going to be consistent inside but it seems like Shay's taking the the face of this franchise on. I think everybody knows they're they're probably uh, going to trade Adams, and they're definitely going to trade Paul. And I think they're just going to build around, uh, and probably Gallinari, too. They're already shopping Gallinari. So they have 15 picks over the next four years or three years, some lunacy like that, literally. And I think this is Shea's team. I think he's the face of the team. I like this matchup against Washington, who is not a, a good defensive squad. I mean, I watched – the entire Washington-Dallas game. And Dallas had stretches where they just didn't score, uh, but it wasn't because Washington was playing good D. I think uh, the Thunder, you know, have a chance to light them up a little bit. So I'm spending money in this game with Bill and Shea. Right on. Right on. Okay, Phoenix-Denver, three games left. The Phoenix Suns and we we you know I mentioned it in the opening DeAndre Ayton failed drug test some kind of I don't know diuretic or some kind of crazy stuff that he 
took, I don't know, but he got a 25-game suspension. Devastating for my favorite coach and good friend, Monte, Monte Williams. Uh, I've so, I was so excited for the, the Suns. They had the 29-point blowout in their first game, everything looking good, good young players, and then bang, this is a monster punch in the gut, man. Absolutely, but that punch in the gut is a ding, ding, ding value notice for us. I mean, it's good the point. Price, the prices of these backups are crazy, and this is the the value that I was referencing earlier in the podcast. It's are you going be, with Frank the Tank? Yeah, I Frank knew you were going to go with Frank the Tank. Oh yeah, <laughs> I you know you you almost can't pass on him at that price. It's like a free square. Oh, you got to play him. I mean, the 3.3, he looks good. Uh, I think he's he's excited about being down in Phoenix. You know, Baines is the other consideration at 3.2, but he only played 10 minutes coming back from injury. So uh, we'll wait and see who's starting. But, yeah, Kaminsky is going to be in probably 80% or more of my lineups. And Cam Johnson's still out, too. So it's really the four, the four and five, It's it, they have – Sarge, Baines, Kaminsky, and Diallo, but Diallo doesn't really get in. Sarge is coming back from injury, and Baines has come back from injury. So I agree with you, man. I, I, I'm embarrassed to say I like Frank the Tank as well, but he's going <laughs> to probably play like 34 minutes. Yep, I love him. And then out on the wings, Booker and Ubre. Now, I love Booker I lo- much more as a player, but right now with the prices and the way they're playing, I'm, I'm going to go Ubre. And it pains me because, as I mentioned, I'm a Jayhawk fan, and I did not like yeah. his performance in college, his his body language when he was with the Wizards, a lot of things he's done. But he he's I think he's turned the corner a little bit. And you know, if you look at them as in, in comparison, they both took 17 shots in the first game. So Ubre is just really heavily involved. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have Ubre in in the majority of my lineups as well. I don't blame you at all. And, you know, he looks really rejuvenated. I mean, he, I, what a terrible trade for Washington to give him up for old man Trevor Ariza. I, I'll never understand that. And then Ariza left and went to Sacramento anyway. But, you know, like you said, maybe it was an attitude issue because uh, he, he definitely didn't seem to jive in, in Washington. But, man, he looked good the other day. So athletic, too. He had a couple of, tip dunks and everything else. So I'm with you on Ubre. I think his price is, is right. Uh, I'll tell you what, watching Devin Booker the other night, I just wanted to vomit. I mean, he just did not look full speed or full tilt to me as good as, as Phoenix played. Uh, I just want to watch a little bit more. You know, they, they played a lot of Tyler Johnson and Javon Carter in the mix too. So uh, Booker's overpriced. Uh, Rubio, I love him for the Suns. He's a good fit for them, but he's not a great DFS play ever because he he really can't shoot. So uh, I'm with you. Ubre, Frank the Tank. You know, DFS is funny, man. You look at all the superstars, and then you're you're taking guys that you think, really? (laughs) But it's, you know, you got to do what you got to do. So I'm with you. What about on the Denver side? Mostly a pass. The only guy I would look at is Barton. I really like how he looked in the first game, and there's been a lot of confusion about the wings there with the Nuggets, mm-hmm. but he got 31 minutes, and he got 12 free yep. throws, 11 for 12 at the line. So, again, he's aggressive, 
so 5.2K, really good value there. Did you watch any of that Denver game? Yeah, I saw a fair amount of it. Is it just me, or does Nikola Jokic look like he's 350 pounds? Oh, well, that's the thing. I, the dude, yeah, I was going to mention that. He's you, so you, mentioned it, you mentioned in the preseason, he just is yeah. out of shape. He, he, he's, he doesn't look like himself. He doesn't look like, no. like the way he looked last year. He's a fade right now. I mean, he ended up having decent numbers. But just yeah, in the second half, he got yeah. hot. But the first half, he got his third foul like four minutes into the game. And it's yeah. like and he, zero he didn't, points. didn't yeah. even care. And the third foul was a charge. So he's just not into it yet. I don't think you can play at that weight, you know, and, and be effective. I mean, I, I just can't believe how much weight he gained. I I, I can say that because I'm a fat guy. But I, I'm telling you, dude, the, the man – it looks like somebody you'd pick up in the rec league to, to lumber up and down the floor, but <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not taking him. It's, I am not work. taking him. Work. It almost looks like he's skating up and down the floor. The, the, the feet don't even get off the floor. But it, very bizarre. They give a guy a max contract, and he comes in at like three and a half bills. That's, <laughs> that's unbelievable. I, I'm telling you, I think Denver is going to be a free fall. First of all, I don't like Coach Malone. I've never liked him. I think he's a showboat coach, and he's, I don't think he's a good X and O's guy. I think Jokic is just ridiculous, and I, I just don't think their team's that good. I, I think Murray, you know, is, is, can shoot it, but they, he got his max deal. You know, Harris is always going to be just okay. Barton's going to be okay. Porter's not even in the rotation. They've already said they're not playing him. Millsap's getting old. Jeremy Grant, who I thought would get a little time, didn't even get in much, maybe a couple minutes. So I just, you know, Denver is the defending first place team uh, in the West. And I'm telling you, good luck if they're fifth or sixth this year, in my opinion. So I am just so down on them. I do like your take on Barton. And I did see a comment from the coach saying that he is 100% the starter. He's won the position. He's played up to it. And his price is right. So I could see that. I doubt I'm going to do it, but I could see it. All right, man. Two games left. Portland, Sacramento. So what for Portland, want? Lillard, I like his history in Sacramento. Last time over there, he went for 35 and five assists. But mm -hmm. at 8.8, he's a little bit expensive for me. I'd rather go Beal, a little bit cheaper. And not really that interested in anybody else for Portland in this game. I think we got to look at... Uh, at Sacramento. That's where I'm really excited. Buddy Heald is 6.7K on DraftKings. I, I don't understand that. I think he's the best play on this board for his Good price, call. no doubt. I just yeah, I can't he, think of an explanation of why he would not be in somebody's lineup. I mean, and, he, and, he should be 7778 at least. Yeah, at least. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's number one. And then number two, this is our other value spot with Bagley out. We we turn to I think either Bielitsa or or Holmes. They're very low priced. They're going to be soaking up big minutes. And you know we talked a little bit about this with with Dan Vesperus with Holmes, who I really like in tournament plays in general. If you're going to play him, not as a cash guy, but he looked yeah. like he was out of it. I mean he had 17 minutes in that first game. He only took one shot. They just weren't. Yeah playing through him at all. So Bielitsa is the guy that if he starts, 
I'd be tempted to play him a little bit. He's one of those guys that I can never get right. But at that price, you know, if he goes out and takes seven or eight threes, uh, he's somebody you really have to consider in your lineup. That's not a bad value guy for sure. Uh, I'm going to, you know, this is one of my price up guys that I had circled early on. Again, why pick some of the value early. I like Dame in this game against Fox and the up-tempo of Sacramento. So Dame's going to make most of my lineups, um, no doubt. And the other guy that I love in this game, uh, without question, is Whiteside. I mean, he had a really, really good first game, and uh, I think he's – you know, he's, he's fitting in here, and I know he's a guy that, you know, burns everybody all the time, can have a good game and a bad game. But, you know, the interior of Sacramento, obviously, with, you know, losing Bagley and Giles is still out, so they have Deadman and Holmes. But, you know, for the most part, you know, that's not first-level guys. And I think that Whiteside uh, has another really good game. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to bumper – uh, two guys from Portland that are, you know, cost a few bucks with Damon Whiteside. And then on the Sacramento side, Buddy Hield is a steal. I think he's he's the value uh, star on this board. I agree with you. And uh, that's really the only guy I want to touch from Sacramento. He, he was phenomenal in the first half, and then they didn't get him the ball in the second half. So it was very odd, but uh, – those are the three guys that I am looking for in this game, and I'm, I'm excited for that game because it's a, a late-night hammer game, and uh, I think it's going to be an up-and-down fun one to watch. And then we finish the night with a 10.30 Eastern game of Utah and the Lakers, which is a really interesting battle of wills against two different style squads for sure. Um, Mike Conley coming off a one for 16. How do you go one for 16? God bless him, man. That's crazy. But uh, Mitchell was a star. He played great. He looked great. He's probably going to be over-owned because of that initial uh, performance. You know, um, I just, you know, Utah is always a hard team for me to roster people on because they're just, you know, they – they generally just stay in control, plot it out, get it done, rotate some guys. They're steady. You know, Conley will pick up. He won't have as bad of a game, and I think that'll steal a little bit away from Donovan. Uh, Donovan's great performance. Um, Gobert, you know, he's going to get two vets of Howard and McGee switching up, taking them, which I think, you know, two against one scenario there of beating them down a little bit will hurt him a little bit. So I'm fading Utah. On the Lakers side, you know, do you want to spend up for LeBron and Davis? You know, that's the question. I'm not going to have the funds left to do that with some of the stars that I put in there with Luca and Dame and some of the guys. So believe it or not, I mean, it's against Utah, and uh, I'm going to fade. I'm going to fade the entire game like it doesn't exist and I'm going to watch Portland-Sacramento and just pretend like this game is going to be 87 to 86 and everybody's in a slump. How's that for <laughs> no take on the game? <laughs> no, that is that is a take, and I'm, I'm 90% with you. On the Utah side, I am also fading the entire squad. 
I think Gobert's overpriced. I was a little surprised he played 38 minutes. Ed Davis only had 10. So I think that's something to watch. Um, You you might be attracted to Royce O'Neal as a value play. 3.7K, and he started and played 30 minutes. But That gives me a stomachache, Andrew. Yeah, because he went went six for six. (laughs) He went six for six. I know, but that – if he goes six for six, I'll mail you a fresh, crisp $100 bill. How's that sound? Well, you can if you want, <laughs> but I'm, I'm not going to make that wager. My point is he went six for six and got he only got 22.75 fantasy points in 30 minutes. So that's why I'm going to yeah. fade him because I don't think he's going to go six for six next time okay. out. Um, Donovan Mitchell, I I'm agree. Telling, I'm telling Apatria that Royce O'Neal was your pick the night. And you got it from Apatria. How's that sound? All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on the record, I'd rather have Frank the Tank for my value play. But, um, yeah, I, I agree. Donovan Mitchell, I think, will be overowned. So I'll probably pass on him just because I do think it will be a, a slower-paced game, like you said. And, yes, I'm, I'm not going to pay up for LeBron or AD on this slate. The one guy I'm looking at is Rondo. He's going to come back. He's They say he's going to play the point. And he's he's the right price, four point nine. So I, I do have some interest in Rondo. Interesting, yeah, that could be a nice nice hit if he uh, if he comes through for sure. That could be a great call. Excellent. Well, good, 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 good. Um, main thing, you know, this show will come out later tonight, and so first thing in the morning through the day tomorrow, you can listen to it. But you gotta keep up with. The, the moves for the day. Go to hoop-ball.com. Uh, go to our forums. There's a DFS thread that Miles and Andy work on round the clock, basically, and put the info up there, changes, injuries, suspensions, whatever it is, that news is going up there. Also, follow us like crazy on Twitter, at Fantasy. all those blurbs and info go on there that Miles and Andy are providing as well, including our blurbers. I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I, uh, at Language Olympic, all one word is Andrews, and at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. And look us up through the day. We'll be, you know, putting stuff on there, tweeting out any changes or, uh, you know, different directions as we go with our lineups. And, uh, you know, you want to make sure and, and have those adjusted before lock. So, very cool, man. This is an awesome show. Uh, so much better to do a show with you than a pottery. No, I'm just, I'm just, messing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm messing. I always slam mics, so it's, you know, it's, it's part of my enjoyment in life. But uh, cool. Do you have any closing thoughts, Mister Hanson? You covered it well, Coach. Check the news late. Let's see if. See, let's see who's starting in Phoenix for the bigs. Let's see who's starting in Sacramento for the bigs. And uh, let's let's play some Kaminsky, some Bielitsa, and uh, get back on that money train. Absolutely. Let's crush it. And then tomorrow, big 10-game slate, and you get Andrew and Mike. So you get the double, the double duo of Sharks uh, coming at you tomorrow night. So build up that stack. And uh, let's let's keep it moving. So uh, we, we thank you for joining us for Hoopball NBA DFS today. For my partner here, Andrew Hansen, I'm Coach. 
We will catch you again tomorrow as we look to crush it again in NBA DFS. Good night. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.